Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good to have you with us right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app at 2.35 uh, while we try and get Jay. We mentioned during the trending alert, Jaden Daniels is officially going pro. I don't think that's a big surprise. He's not going to play for LSU uh, in the upcoming bowl game. And again, he could be a top five pick. He, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner. Again, no shock there. Uh, as LSU was getting ready to take on Wisconsin in uh, what they're calling now the ReliaQuest Bowl, uh, which I guess used to be the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day in Tampa. Uh, that was always one of the bowls that I looked most forward to. I don't know why. It usually was, you know, like a Penn State-ish matchup, you know, uh, and Big Ten SEC, you know, probably that's why. Uh, but it was always like the first bowl game of the, of the day, 11 o'clock-ish, you know, Tampa, uh, you know, the pirate ship, all of that stuff. Uh, plus, you know, when they said the Outback Bowl, I mean, it makes you hungry, right? And you got to have something to kind of soak up all that alcohol from New Year's Eve. But Jaden Daniels is, uh, is, is going pro, and uh, that is official. So, you know, I mean, obviously there'll be a lot of talk about that. Uh, that more of that talk will come, you know, a, as we go along here. But joining us right now, as he does each and every Monday, uh, right here, usually a misery Monday, uh, if we're being honest, uh, because that's what we do way too often around here on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. The former head coach of the Washington Redskins and offensive coordinator for several teams is with us here on the BetQL guest hotline. Jay, always good to have you. How are you, pal? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Um, actually, before we get into yesterday's game, I guess it's no no big surprise. I was talking before you got here. Jaden Daniels is officially uh, going pro, skipping the bowl game, uh, leaving LSU. Uh, I don't know how much you've looked at him or what watched him live, whatever. Just maybe a general thought: Is he a top five pick for sure in your eyes, or or do you have a lot more evaluation uh, before you make that assessment? I think athletically he's a top five pick, really. I think I've seen him throw the ball enough where he's got a good enough arm, but his escapability 
just be able to throw in the move, make things happen, uh, and just in general run is pretty exciting. I think yeah. he's definitely top five. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, so let's get to the commanders. Uh, I guess we'll start with benching Sam Howell um, when they did. Now, Ron said, you know, they wanted to spare him a little bit. But he had only been sacked one time. He was hurried and harassed. Uh, you know, look, the he was not very good. The, the last interception was terrible. He missed guys. Uh how did you view that considering there have been ugly performances leading up to this, the Bills game in week three, so on and so forth, the Giants game in week six, where maybe he was even worse than he was yesterday and he hadn't been benched? Yeah, it was a unique deal. I think he, at the end of the day, he probably made the right choice because Jacoby came in there and played really well and moved the ball and made some big-time throws. Um, you know, he wasn't getting hit that much, so I don't think it was to protect them. I think it was for a spark, something that they needed. I think the interception probably drove him a little crazy, although he did have a nice touchdown drive two drives before that. Then he threw the interception after the touchdown, and then they benched him. So I don't, it was weird. You know, the way Sam's been playing, the way he's been laying it on the line for the team, I don't know if Sam really deserved that, but, you know, when you're trying to win a game and you feel like your team needs a spark, then maybe – you know, Jacoby's had a couple of good weeks of practice. They want to see what he could do. How do you balance that, though, Jay? You know, uh, I mean, all the th- times that you had to make decisions like that, I mean, obvi- the interception is the obvious one, okay? He misses a wide-open Antonio Gibson in the flat. Uh, he missed other guys throughout the game. I, I mean, I get all that. The ba- the interception's bad. He's trying to make a play, but generally that's where he's good off-platform. How do you balance all of that in a game where, again, like you said, the obvious choice was, hey, man, maybe somebody else could give us a better look. But, like, you don't want to ruin a kid's confidence, right? Or or, or are you giving them a break and a mental break more than a physical break? You know, that's a great question. I think that, you know, I think the interception, I think when he got outside the pocket and he had the guy wide open right in front of him and he, and he just tried to force one down the field across his body, they probably had that discussion before. Hey, we don't mind you outside the pocket making plays because you're good at it, mm-hmm. but you got to make sure you make great decisions. And when he made that bad decision, they'd been kind of struggling all, all game except for that one drive on offense. I think maybe they just said, you know, let's just, let's just take a step back. Let's put, let Jacoby come in here and see what he can do. When you, I, I don't know. That's tough. When you see what Jacoby was able to do, it seemed like, uh, you know, kind of deeper drops, uh, which is something Sam had struggled with earlier. And as soon as he planted that back foot, man, he was throttling and letting it go, and it was pretty damn accurate. Is that what you saw? Uh, I guess for the most part, out of Jacoby. Yeah, for the most part, you know, he was pretty accurate down the field. Made two nice big down the field shots to Terry and. A um, couple of good plays on third down. So, yeah, it was an impressive outing for him. But that's kind of what you expect from right. Jacoby. He's had a pretty some pretty good years over his career. He's got some experience. He's been there, done that. And really his first outing where he could really show what he could do. And, um, yeah, it was just good, good, good job by Jacoby. Um, who would you start this Sunday at MetLife Stadium against a ferocious Jets defense? <laughs> Let's still stick with Sam. He's been your starter. Um, I hate to say that you know the reason why they've lost so many in a row are because of Sam because Sam's the reason why they've been close in a lot of these games um they haven't been close in a few but for the most part they've been competitive on offense because of Sam and his ability to move and make some plays and uh, I think you got to go back to Sam personally um and especially if you're trying to avoid winning which I know they're not like they're going to go back to Sam and Ron's already announced that and assuming he doesn't change his mind but, like, from a fan perspective, Jay, where all I care about right now, and I think most fans, is getting as high of a draft pick, like, 
Doesn't Jacoby Brissett increase the chances that you can actually win a game, which is almost the exact opposite of I know how you guys are programmed. But, I mean, that's the reality of the situation, right? I don't think so. I think Jacoby had a couple good drives, but I think for the long haul, I still think Sam is the right guy for the job. Okay. Right? I mean, if the the season started next week and you started 0-0, it'd be Sam Howell's job. So I I would assume. They've seen enough of Jacoby. They've seen enough Sam to make the determination that Sam is the future. Sam is the better player. So I would assume Sam gives them the best chance to win, despite Jacoby's two drives that he had that were good. And Brissett is a free agent. We should point that out. And, And here's the other thing, and one last one on this. How do you evaluate as a coach when somebody comes in and I don't want to say when the game's over because it obviously wasn't over, but I mean, it was what, 24 7 or, or whatever it was? You know, nine minutes to go, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. How do you evaluate one's play when a game is largely decided versus when a game is on the line and he comes in and he plays like Jacoby did? And, you know, again, that's not just Jacoby. I mean, this situation plays out around the NFL. Like, does, does the question make sense? Like, how do you evaluate play when a game is in the in, is in question versus when a game largely was a blowout and one-sided and over? Yeah, I think you have to take that into consideration because the Rams didn't do a whole lot from a blitz package. They didn't really go after them. I'm not even sure if Aaron Donald was in on a couple of those drives. So you have to take that into consideration. A lot of times when you have a three-touchdown lead, defenses are going to play a little softer. Um, four-man rushes pretty much all you're going to see. You're not going to see any cover zeros, any five-man pressures. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, so you have to take that into consideration. So you know, uh, it's, it's hard to decide. From a Rams perspective, obviously, tough loss last week on the road in overtime in Baltimore, but then they come back and win and they hang on here and pretty much look the part. They're 500, 7 and 7, still alive. Kyron Williams has really changed a lot of things. Now, he had a couple of fumbles yesterday. Obviously, you got to clean that up. But boy, you know, uh, like. Just the change in kind of how Sean McVay wanted to run his offense to a more physical, uh, what, inside zone offense as opposed to more of a stretch stretch run game. Is, is that fair? Yeah, well, when Sean was – when they went to the Super Bowl and they had Todd Gurley, they were really effective running the ball between the tackles, mm-hmm. whether it was the inside zone, the mid zone, or the outside zone. And Sean's always been a – you know, if he runs it to the tight end, it's more of a 2-0 type gap scheme when he runs it away from the tight end, it's either inside zone or wide zone. So mm-hmm. that's what his most effective running game is. And if he has the ability to continue to run it, he's going to run it. That's what his preference is because that opens up the play actions. That's when they're really good. Right. Rams, uh, again, 7-7, seven and seven, beating the Commanders 28-20. Jay Gruden is with us right here on the BetQL guest hotline, as he is each and every Monday. Uh, at just past 2.30, we break uh, down the Commanders and the Rams. So they've already made the move, not a shock. Cameron Cheeseman. Uh, let go. Uh, Jay, I mean, the special teams have been so weird, uh, like everything, uh, over the last four years, quite honestly. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, they they, they let Hopkins go, who was your guy, uh, or, you know, a guy who was good for you, uh, and he was struggling, uh, and they let him go for a kid who hadn't kicked in a game in seven years and who was bagging groceries at Home Depot. Then, last year, they, they don't do anything for Sly. Sly was miserable during the offseason, training camp, preseason, no competition, and he misses nine kicks, but they, again, stay patient. They trade up for Cheeseman in the sixth round three years ago, uh, letting Nick Sunberg go. And then, obviously, all year long, they've kind of lived with Cheeseman until yesterday. How do you explain, uh, I guess, the I, – I don't want to call it ignorance on special teams, but really the lack of urgency in any way over the last four years on specials? 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Special teams is a different animal. It's hard. But when you have a long snap with one job to do, and he rolls a couple back there, uh, one's too many, let alone two or maybe three. I think you have to have a quick trigger when it comes to that position because that is their only job, and there's nobody over their head. There's really no excuse for it. Kickers, sometimes, you know, if wind conditions or whatever, maybe it's a snap, maybe it's a hold, maybe you're a little bit more giving, maybe give them a couple more opportunities. Um, and then punting, obviously, Tress has been pretty good. We, we've made our moves with punters a couple times before we got Tress, mm-hmm. fortunately. And same thing with Hop. We, you know, we went with Forbath early because he was very accurate, but he didn't kick off very good. We needed a guy with a bigger leg with the kickoff rules the way they were. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's just it's hard. You, you get to know these guys. You like them. You, you're hoping that they can play through some of the struggles that they have. But at the end of the day, if they struggle doing the job that they're doing, you have to make a move just like you would if it's an offensive tackle or an offensive guard or defensive lineman. Uh, so yeah, no, and nobody obviously. I, I mean, listen, nobody roots against athletes per se. Uh, you know, and no, and nobody f- should feel like happy that Cameron Cheeseman failed repeatedly. Um, it, it's just kind of one of those things, like you said, like for whatever reason, it did not work out this year, and yet it was fine for the most part uh, for the first two years. Jay Gruden is with us. Uh, so now that they made that move, uh, now they take on a Jets team that was officially eliminated yesterday. I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers plays, but they're talking about him being medically cleared. There's a big difference, as you know, right, Jay, between being medically cleared and being football cleared to play, especially if your your season's essentially over if you're the Jets, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers yeah. shouldn't play here, right? No, not a chance. I, I, if he plays, I would be shocked. I mean, with the injuries they have up front, I think they have two or three more offensive linemen that are hurt. Um you know, the receiver, one of the receivers got hurt. They got a couple of defensive linemen that are down. They're out of the playoffs. Now, if they're battling for a playoff spot, maybe. I still don't think it's right for him to come back and mm-hmm. push this thing through because nobody's ever done it, and you just don't know. And he, at the age that he is, uh, he's more he's best suited to go ahead and uh, get himself ready to play for next year and, and try to get this Jets team back on the map. 
Uh, let's talk about the rest of the NFL in our remaining moments, if we can. I wanted to start, before I forget and run out of time, with tonight's game, Eagles-Seahawks. We rarely do this first, but it's so intriguing to me. Not only the matchup, Jay, but the Eagles essentially fired Sean Desai, or fired might be strong, removed him from their play caller defensive coordinator spot and put Matt Patricia, who everybody knows, in midweek at 10-3. and We know their defense has struggled, but no Darius Slay tonight, like... Making a move of that magnitude, is it as big as everybody thinks it is, or is it more subtle because Patricia's been uh, doing that for his whole career and he's been in the building since, I don't know, last February or whenever he was hired? I think it's a big-time move, really. I know Philadelphia's been struggling, but to make that type of change, because Matt has his own style of coaching. I know they Mm -hmm. still play a lot of man-to-man, and Matt's always been a big man-to-man guy, single high, different versions of man-to-man with different hole players, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a safety, maybe the two defensive ends drop and they rush internally. He's been very creative with his ways to play man-to-man, and I just frankly don't think they have the bodies to play a lot of man-to-man right now because, you know, uh, corners have been struggling without Slay. Uh, Roby's been struggling. Bradbury's been struggling horribly. Um, their other corners have been struggling. Twenty-one Brown and and Riggs, Ringo, they're they're struggling. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they have to play more zone and try to get pressure with their four guys, which they're not able to do right now because they're not getting much rush either. So, why would you make that move just from a, a, an outside perspective? I mean, because Desai has been a guy that a lot of people have chirped about in the media. Oh, hey, he's one to watch, and clearly the results were not good. We, we all understand that. But you're ten and three. Like, is that just a what the Ravens did a couple of years ago when they fired their offensive coordinator after you guys beat them? Or and you're looking for a spark, or is that something else schematically? Like you were saying, you know, maybe you should be playing more zone instead of man. You know, they have some veterans on that defense that maybe they just didn't sit well with the new offensive coordinator. You know, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, he's out there. Fletcher Cox, um, Son Reddick's a veteran-type guy. Zach Cunningham's a veteran-type linebacker. Kevin Byard's a veteran to safety. So I know they probably had a little bit of say in it. Maybe the players wanted a little bit of change in the way that things were taught and what they're doing on game day. Jay Gruden is with us, uh, and that's really the script for Monday Night Football. I mean, Jalen Hurts is is sick. We think he's going to play. Uh, Geno Smith is obviously a little bit banged up. Think he's going to play. Uh, so an interesting matchup coming up. Um, before we run out of time, wanted to ask you, from a Baker Mayfield perspective, to go against Green Bay on Green Bay on a short week. They blew one against the Giants and Tommy DeVito late on Monday night. Go home and get shredded alive in really a must-win, must-have performance by Baker Mayfield. A, I mean, like why why is Baker so good at times and so bad at times? Number one and B, like what do you make out of Green Bay's defense? And Joe Barry obviously coordinates it. A guy that you know was your defense coordinator for a little bit of time here. Do you blame that more on him or some of their injuries and some of their their issues, if you will, from a talent perspective on on Green Bay's defense? Well, they didn't have Darnell Savage or Jairi Alexander. Right. Key. So you, those are two key pieces in that secondary, but. I think they're underachieving on defense. There's no doubt about it. I think there was a time where Green Bay was playing great defense, but the last couple of weeks against the Giants and then the last week yesterday against the Buccaneers, they just couldn't get off the field and they couldn't get any stops or get any turnovers. And that's a combination. You hate to blame the coach, um, but the players aren't, 
performing the way they should be against two teams that you should be able to perform well against, especially mm-hmm. the Giants, right? The Giants don't move the ball very yeah. well. You saw them last week just get shredded. Uh, so that's concerning for the Packers moving forward. And Baker, Baker's kind of been hot and cold his whole career. When he's hot, man, he's pretty dang good. He was the first pick in the draft for a reason. He just hasn't been able to maintain that level of consistency that great quarterbacks have to maintain. But if he can continue to do this, win the division for the Buccaneers, then you know he, he's got a obviously a bright future. He's a good player. Uh, one last one for you, Jay. I mean, I got a million questions for you, but I'll, I'll I'll leave it at this. I was stunned. Houston on the road against Tennessee, they bottle up Derrick Henry. Uh, you, you know, Case Keenum, a guy who was your quarterback for a little while in 2019, goes in there, leads them overtime. You know, they went on the road. I, I mean, this Houston team, which, you, I, again, I keep saying, you have been on them since week two, week three, and now they're just dealing with all sorts of injuries. Again, yesterday, no Shroud uh, and, and others, and yet they go and win a road game that, mm, quite honestly, they probably shouldn't have won. Yeah, they've been playing tough all year, but losing two receivers and offensive linemen, uh, a couple defensive linemen, uh, safety. I mean, it, it was impressive. Obviously, CJ, who's been playing very well. So, Case, we know, is a tough guy to come in and make some plays, um, hold the fork down like he did. But I think they're 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 just a tough football team, and they take after their coach. And I really think he's going to be the top guy for coach of the year. Him, uh, the cat for the Colts, and uh, obviously Stefanski for the Browns. I think are the top three. All right. See, that was something I threw out on Twitter this morning for whatever it's worth. I thought Stefanski, considering all of that he's had to overcome, but I mean, I can't argue if it's D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, no, he can't argue with any one of those three. I think you got to look at the Colts too. What he's doing with yeah, you know, with losing their you're quarterback right, Steichen, first yeah. couple games of the year. No, with you're Gardner right. Minshew, they're they're yeah. right there as well. So those are top three in my opinion, and all three of them are very deserving. Kyle Shanahan would obviously sure. also be up there. Um, so yeah, there's been some great coaching jobs with some uh, guys that have had to deal with some injuries. But the, when you get the number two overall pick and you're you know in a position where the Houston Texans are right now, having that success and turning that defense around. Um, not as well as the offense. I just think D'Amico's done an unbelievable job. No doubt. Jay, always fun. Um, I, I guess we won't talk next Monday because, uh, well, it's Christmas. Uh, so I think we'll probably uh, have you on uh, next Tuesday if we can work it out. If not, we'll we'll figure it out in between. But Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, thanks, as always, for doing this great stuff as usual. And uh, and hope you haven't been a bad boy, Jay. Hope you get um, uh, not a stocking full of coal, you know? Yeah, I don't get many presents anymore. Those days are over. Those are for the grandkids and the kids. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas to them and no bah humbug. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it as always. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right. That is uh, Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly in Fairfax, your F 150 headquarters, Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. We'll hear a little bit from Ron Rivera on cutting Cameron Cheeseman and. Moving forward, presumably with Sam Howell over Jacoby Brissett next, and then back to your phone calls for the final hour of the show right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.